0: Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlin here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of today's message is Speaking Two Things. Speaking Two Things, not just about things. And I'm going to be reading two chapters out of my book, You're Crazy If You Don't Talk to Yourself. And we've just uh, finished editing, or we're actually almost done finishing editing for a revised version of this book. Great book. It's, you know, my most powerful book on the power of words. Um, It talks about the incredible power of words, how to overcome word curses, the necessity of talking to our soul, how words set the course of our life, how the hearing of faith is the key to the miraculous, the priority to speaking to things, not just about things, and we all can and must prophesy to others. And this is just such a, a great book. I'm going to read uh, from chapter 6 of the book, Speaking Two Things. And the subtitle of this section is called Praying or Declaring. Mark four thirty nine through 40. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Jesus regularly spoke to things, and as we shall see, he tells us to do the same. We know we have turned a major corner in our lives when we increasingly speak to things and decreasingly ask God to do those things. This transition in our prayer life is not about ordering God to do things, but it is about our understanding the authority of that has been delegated to us. The story of Jesus calming the storm in Mark 4 is fascinating. If you read the entire account, you will find that the disciples blamed a sleeping Jesus for their problems. After they woke Jesus, they prayed to him to help them. The master spoke to the storm and it ceased. This would seem to have been a wonderful example of answered prayer, but Jesus ruins the celebration by implying they, that they should not have needed to get him involved. He asked, how is it that you have no faith? Say what? Uh, Jesus, let, let me help you understand something. We did have faith, faith that you would take care of things. Our faith is what caused us to cry out to you to help us. What do you mean we have no faith? When Jesus asked, how is it that you have no faith? He was implying that the disciples weren't getting what he had been saying to them in the past. It is one thing to have faith that God can do something. It is quite another to believe that we can do the same thing in his name. It is not so much faith in God's ability, but in our ability in Christ. There's another story in Mark 11 that will help us in this discussion. The scripture says, In response, Jesus said to it, the fig tree, Let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. Now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed, and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. That's Mark eleven fourteen through 23. In this situation, Jesus spoke to a fig tree with a powerful result. When he was questioned about it, he started his answer by saying, have faith in God, and then made it clear that we should also be speaking to things mountains the phrase have faith in God could just as easily have been translated have God's faith and actually is in certain translations this rendition would seem to more clearly tie his cursing of the tree to his words concerning what we can do if we speak to objects in faith he said whoever says to this mountain Can you imagine a police officer constantly asking his sergeant to do what the officer was commissioned to do? Hi, Sarge, this is Steve again. I have a person down here on 5th and Main that needs to be arrested. Could you come and arrest him? (laughs) The sergeant would say something like this. Oh, you of little faith, don't you know who you are? You have a badge and you have been commissioned to do this yourself. You don't need me to come down there. Please believe in who you are. Many of us are like that police officer, but we can break out of this wrong thinking by learning to speak to that which is around us. Doing so is a wonderful key to a higher level of living. You're crazy if you don't talk to yourself and to the things in your life. I want to read one more section in the chapter Speaking two things. And this is talking to things the Bible's the Bible way. And I'm going to read to you 23 scriptural examples about speaking two things. I believe the Lord is going to just give you a revelation. Just let these sink in. Matthew 8.3 Jesus said to the leper, Be cleansed. Matthew 8.8 8, The centurion said, but only speak a word, and my servant will be healed. Matthew eight, sixteen, and he cast out the spirits with a word, and healed all who were sick. Matthew nine, six and seven. He said to the paralytic, Arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. And he rose and departed to his house. Matthew twelve thirteen. Then he said to the man, stretch out your hand, and he stretched it out, and it was restored as whole as the other. Matthew seventeen eighteen, and Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Mark one forty one to forty two I am willing, be cleansed. As soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him. Mark four thirty nine. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace be still. Mark five forty one to forty two. Then he took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha gumi, which is translated little girl, I say to you arise. Immediately the girl arose and walked. Mark seven thirty four through thirty five. Then looking to the heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephrathah, that is, be opened. Immediately his ears were opened, and the impediment of his tongue was loosed, and he spoke plainly. Mark 9.25 He rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, Deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter him no more mark eleven fourteen in response, Jesus said to the fig tree, "Let no one eat from you ever again mark eleven twenty three I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says luke four thirty nine so he stood over her and rebuked the fever and it left her and immediately she arose and served them. Luke 7:14 Then he came and touched the open coffin and those who were carrying him still stood still and he said young man I say to you arise. Luke 8:24 then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. Luke eight fifty four, But he put all them outside, took her by the hand, and called, saying, Little girl, arise. Luke seventeen five 5-6. And the apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. So the Lord said, If you have faith as a mustard seed, You can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Acts 3, 4 through 6. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have. But what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Acts nine seventeen to 18. Ananias said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me, that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight at once, and he arose and was baptized. Acts 934 to 35 And Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus the Christ heals you. Arise and make your bed. Then he arose immediately. So all who dwell at Lydda and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord. Acts 9:40. But Peter put them all out and knelt down and prayed, And turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. And lastly, Isaiah 61.1, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Well, what a powerful thing when we speak to things. You know, we see from Scripture, mainly from the Gospels and Acts, it's the Bible way. They weren't begging God to do things. They understood their delegated authority. They understood what God's will was in those situations and they exercised their faith. And I said it, that there's a major turning point in our faith life and our prayer life when we speak more to things than we ask God to do things. Now the Lord will give you wisdom how to do this, how to walk it out, where to start. But I'm so thankful to be able to share this revelation with you from my books, My book, Cracks in the Foundation. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. This is, this is Steve Backlund. Remember, we're here to ignite your hope. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's only hopeless people. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. And remember, the joy of the Lord is your strength. We don't need Joy at the end of the battle. We need joy in the middle of the battle because it's our strength. David prayed in Psalm 51, Restore to me the joy of your salvation. I'm not going to wait. I don't want to wait to be as low as David was to pray that prayer. And my prayer for you is the Lord would restore the joy of your salvation. And would also I just see revelation coming to you today to rejoice and to stir up your joy today. Pretty much for everybody listening today, today's not a good day to walk in radical joy. (laughs) But I say, today's the day to do that. So God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to Igniting Hope Ministries. Hey, go to our website, ignitinghope.com, our itinerary, check to see um, if we're in a location near you. If you haven't signed up for our newsletter, I suggest you do that because we send out Um, emails when we're in a certain region and we're going to be there and also we just have some great materials some great online events we're doing a conference here in Reading on April 25th through 27th 2019 at Risen King Uh, this is being recorded at the beginning of November 2018 and very soon uh, information will be on our website of how you can register for that if you have never taken a trip to Reading. This may be a great opportunity to come to Reading or to come again April 25th through 27th. A Bounding Hope and Joy Conference with Wendy Backlund and me, Steve Backlund. Hey, God bless you. Thanks again for listening. We look forward to having you with us again on another podcast from Igniting Hope Ministry. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.